Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. On this show, Christian thriller novelist Andrew Huff speaks with Lynn Baber about combining theology with storytelling. They also dive into the writing and publishing process. Hi, welcome to Creatively Christian Podcast. I'm your host today, Lynn Baber, and I am pleased to have as my guest today, Andrew Huff. He's the author of the Action Packed Shepherd's Suspense series from Kriegel Publications. The first book in the series, Across to Kill, was a finalist in the mystery thriller categories of both the 2020 Forward Indie Awards, as well as the 2020 ACFW Carroll Awards. Andrews, an accomplished novelist as well as screenwriter, and has worked in the church media and entertainment industry after spending 10 years as a leader in local church ministry. He currently calls North Texas home where he and his beautiful wife, Jay, raise their two boys and rescue dogs. One of the rare writers, this, this is something I'm just throwing in here because Andrew has, hasn't had a chance to say anything yet, but I found this in a review and I just want to share it. The reviewer said that Andrew is one of the rare authors who writes thrillers with a distinctly Christian worldview. Most of our audience, Andrew, as you know, are novelists or aspiring novelists. So I am so happy to welcome you. Oh, thank you very much, Lynn. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Well, congratulations on your first book, but I understand there are more. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what was really exciting is I had written uh, the first book, and I know we're going to get into talking about this process and everything, but um, I just wanted to get a book published. That was kind of the the only thing I was going after. Um, But Kriegel uh, and I just really enjoyed working with each other on that first one. And so they were like, hey, what do you think of doing more? you know, with these characters. And I knew that uh, that was a potential often when you write books, but I had not actually planned um, for a series. And so, I, but I mean, you know, when I was like really excited to, to figure that out, um, that really got me going. So I was able to uh, thankfully turn that first book into, into a series, a trilogy, um, three books in one series. And then um, Kriegel also, uh, has, uh, I'm so humbled that they gave me a, the opportunity to publish another series, um, that is coming in a couple of years, uh, not a couple of years, but like a year and a half, we're still, we're already working on it, but, uh, that is, uh, a spinoff from this first one. So, uh, so there are three currently out in this series, um, and that's a trilogy of those. And then I got three more that are going to be coming out. Um, in a new series that's kind of in the same universe, but following some different characters. So it sounds like, you know, this is the overnight success story. This is what everybody would love to be able to say, but how true is that? Yeah. So that's, uh, that's not always often the case. And as a matter of fact, this is what I like to tell people about writing books is, you know, I, I got, the opportunity to publish Across to Kill. Um, and that was really, really exciting. But that wasn't actually the first novel I wrote. Uh, the first novel I wrote didn't get published and uh, probably won't get published. 
uh, which is fine because I had to cut my teeth on the process. I had to cut my teeth on the uh, even the craft of what it even means to write a novel. And so that first one, you know, it's real rough. Uh, it's uh, really I'm, I was learning so much about what it means, about how to write in that genre, how to write in general um, fiction. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it took a lot of work. As a matter of fact, from, it, it's funny because you kind of, you, you know, you often only see the back end of, oh, here they published the book and their first one was successful and they're getting all these new opportunities. But I had, uh, been working on trying to publish a novel for probably 10 years at that point <laughs> so oh you don't get to see all of that because <laughs> all that is kind of behind the scenes behind the curtain uh of the process that it takes um and that's not just the writing uh but the pitching and trying to get an agent and trying to and meeting other people and talking through it and doing critique partners and all this kind of stuff and so um, which again, we can dive a little more specifically into some of those elements, but you're right in that um, it's, it's rare. Um, but what I would say is uh, it's more possible uh, when someone uh, put, puts the work into it, um, because I think the other maybe myth um, or maybe a common misconception or maybe something that maybe people have seen happen in the rare instances like, oh, I wrote a book. And it was, you know, they loved it and they picked it up and it's a bestseller. And it's like, you know, that's not really how it goes. How Really how it goes often is it's years and years and years of dedication to learning the craft uh, and trying it uh, and working hard to get to that point where then once you are, are able to uh, sort of get that first contract, um, I would say that probably the reason that then it snowballed for me into some additional opportunity was that I had put the work in to really know how to do it, how to pitch to the editors, because um, I still had to go through all that process as well with this second and third book uh, was pitching the storylines. got a little bit easier because for a first time novelist, you kind of have to write the whole thing first. <laughs> then pitch it uh but then uh on the second you know once once they knew me once they had seen my first book it got you know I didn't have to write the whole thing I still had to write some but I didn't have to write the whole thing so uh there's a little bit of an easier uh aspect to it but it still takes a lot of work no Andrew thank you I I am glad that you shared with that uh, now I'm, I only write nonfiction. I I I don't think it it I can't come up with a story. I, I can take it, <laughs> you know, um, but I can't, I, I just don't have that so far. But I would think it's actually more difficult writing fiction for this reason. When I started writing books in, in this iteration, because I wrote business books way back in the 80s, um, you know, I, I was called to do it and I was not a writer. I did not aspire to being a writer. And because the message was really the vehicle, I think I got a lot of grace from people. But it really, you know, I, I can just tell you seven or eight or nine years later, after working at it and studying and working at it, I got to be a much better writer. Yeah. But I would think for fiction, you might not get that same grace in the beginning. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's it's so hard because you kind of mentioned up up at the top. Uh, the you, you are kind of making it up, right? As you go, it's it's a little less of, hey, I'm really 
if you, especially if you're writing nonfiction about a particular field, you know, if it's business or if it's in the medical field or it's education or something like that, and you have experience and you have um, uh, knowledge that goes into that, uh, then it becomes a little less making things up. Um, and yet uh, with fiction, like you're wanting to not just make some, wanting to not just tell a story, making it up kind of out of nothing, uh, but you're wanting to do it where other people are interested to hear it. <laughs> and that's, I think, the harder part, because I know for myself, uh, there's probably a lot of stories that I would be interested in um, that uh, maybe a few other people are interested in, but maybe not most people, you know. And so uh, with fiction, it becomes really what becomes really difficult, especially in the beginning, uh, is learning that lesson of I'm not just writing a story that uh, I'm interested in, or at least that I think is good or interesting, but I have to think about how I'm writing this for an audience. Uh, and a fiction audience is, a, I think, a little harder to define often for than rather a nonfiction audience, right? Because if you're writing a nonfiction um, that is, again, geared towards a particular uh, industry, say, for instance, then you, you kind of know your audience at that point. It's like, oh, these are other industry professionals. These are people that are interested in this topic. Comes a little bit, not necessarily easy to write that, but at least easy or uh, at least a little bit gives you a little more direction. Um, whereas writing a fiction book, uh, you know, you're you're kind of like, okay, I you know, this is a story I like, but what where does that story fit? What is it? What would you call it? You know, who who's reading this? Like, it's a little more uh, a little less easier to define. Uh, and so that's definitely what, uh, is, makes it a little bit more challenging, uh, to write fiction. Now, here's what I would say, uh, just to kind of address a little bit of what you said at the top of like how much harder it is to make something up completely. Right. Is, uh, what I find is that the real life often, uh, is just as interesting, uh, as anything, that I could come up with as an author. And so, yes, I'm inventing characters and I'm inventing situations and I'm fleshing out these scenes and, um, you know, doing all of that. But so much of it has a foundation of, well, I read this article and that was like a crazy story I'd never heard before, you know, um, and that suddenly became the foundation for a, for a story. Or this is a person I knew and the, they were just a unique person and this was a characteristic about them. And all of a sudden that characteristic becomes part of a fictional character that the, that I've created. And, and, and I picture that person in my head as I'm writing them. Um, and so to some degree uh, that's at least for myself. Uh, and I think, you know, all fiction authors obviously find different aspects of how they do this to be interesting to them. But for me uh, what I find really fun about fiction writing and uh, really sort of um, interesting and like, I think, uh, this is also an element that, you know, helps make it interesting for a broad audience is how to take real life, how to take things that have happened in real life or things that have happened in the news and sort of create a story around it um, and create a, a, an adventure around it, say. Um, and I really have honestly been doing that all my life in terms of uh, even as a child, just being drawn to adventure stories and action stories and, uh, and imagining, you know, myself in them. Uh, and so I basically got to the point where I was like, Hey, I would love to write stories like this. <laughs> so. you know, 
that's that's an interesting point. Um, I know that sometimes uh, reviewers or criticisms of fiction is that, well, there really wasn't anything new here. And, mm. But when you're when you say Andrew that you know you look at you look at the news, you look at an article, you hear something that really happened in real life and that gives you some inspiration or something. Well, you know, humans haven't changed from the beginning. Our, our natures are still the same. And so I mm. honestly don't, you know, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. You know, a human, has <laughs> right. done it, a human has done it before. And it just seems to me that the stories that are the best, fiction or otherwise, are the ones that actually portray real humanity. Mm. And, and those themes, whether, you know, it's redemption or overcoming or mm -hmm. just, you know, either the highs or the lows that we go through. Um, but something I wanted to ask you that uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing something that you said, which is what I've learned about character and story influenced my work in ministry. Mm. And so mm. that's finding, you know, even in nonfiction, uh, if, if any of you are interested in nonfiction and you're going, oh man, this is fiction, I don't have to listen to this. Today, in order to have mm. good nonfiction, you still have to learn to tell a story. So mm. how did that help you in ministry, Andrew? And, and why is story so powerful? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, to kind of elaborate on how I found that helpful, uh, you know, when ministry, uh, I was actually talking with somebody about this recently. Uh, I was not a very personable person when I was younger. I was kind of an introverted, kind of uh, loved to being by myself, uh, thought I would pursue a, a career in probably film animation or something, because um, I'm also an artist. And, um, and yet the Lord uh, did not give me any other direction as I started to uh, prepare for college than you need to prepare to go into ministry. And that was the direction that he gave me. And I kept thinking like, okay, this is weird. I maybe I'll, maybe I'll do like half that. And then, you know, but really do what I'm wanting to do. And he, you know, how the Lord is when you say stuff like that, he's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to go do it. Like the type of ministry you don't think you need to be doing. And so I ended up in youth ministry, <laughs> which was not what I thought I would be doing. Uh, and yet it was what I came to learn uh, then now looking back on it is ministry is about the people. Um, that's what it is, especially like I think sometimes, you know, youth ministers get a bad rap of uh, being the guys that put together the pizza parties, you know, and, <laughs> and entertain the children uh, while the parents are doing the Bible studies and stuff like that. But uh, really what uh, all types of ministry are is uh, helping people uh, learn who God is, what he's done, learn his story better. And uh, when I was in seminary, the thing that I started to realize is, um, or I, I got a church educational leadership degree and I, uh, we had to like pick tracks or whatever. And in terms of like age groups, and I just wanted sort of an overall, I was like, I would love to just do everything, like some children, some youth, you know, some adult. And as I did that, I started to realize that it, that mission or that, uh, 
that goal for ministry is the same across any age group. The way you do it changes. But in the end, what you're doing is the exact same. The adults may be doing it in a, in a unique way, in that, that way that helps them in terms of Bible study or in terms of a group discussion or something like that. Um, we might be a little sillier when we do it with youth or with children, uh, but we are telling God's story because ultimately that's what the gospel is. It's a story. And I think that's what makes it story in particular so powerful is we are all living a story um, in the sense of this grand story that has unfolded um, and that we uh, teach about and learn about and, and discuss when it comes in church and among friends and relatives. And, uh, and so I think as I started, as I was, kind of, when I was doing this, I was doing ministry on one side and I was doing, trying to do fiction writing on the other. Um, but they really started to come together for me the longer I started to, uh, the longer I was doing it because I just started to realize that uh, we are drawn to story because we're in one. And, uh, and when the more I treat how I communicate the gospel as a story, as God's big story, as a grand story, a story that you're a part of an adventure, even, uh, you know, a cosmic adventure, like it really is epic. uh, This story that has unfolded and, and that that desire to be a part of that is strong in us. And so that's true of the gospel um, and in ministry. Um, that's obviously true when we write books uh, and when we write fiction novels of wanting to have some grand adventure. And I say grand, by the way, which doesn't necessarily mean you're writing a Lord of the Rings style <laughs> novel. Uh, as much as you're writing a novel that someone, uh, the way I think of it with my own is at the end, when they're finished, they're kind of smiling, right? Uh, because they they were a part of an adventure that that maybe thrilled them, yes, but also like up, lifted them up a little bit or made them feel um, hope, uh, maybe even. And that's maybe uh, as we're talking about all types of stories and all types of writing and all types of uh, um, ways in which we can communicate. So again, not just fiction. Uh, but presenting hope to people. God, that's what the gospel does. That's what God does through the gospel is he says, you're in despair, but there is hope. Uh, and I think uh, that is as writers, and I honestly think that goes even beyond fiction. It goes into nonfiction as well, because then ultimately when I come to nonfiction, even if it's, let's say it's a uh, almost a technical nonfiction book where I'm just trying to learn something better. Well, I, it's a hope that's built into that, that when I finish with that book, I'm going to be a better writer or I'm going to be a better uh, business person or I'm going to be better in my particular field. Um, and so that's kind of a long way. I could keep going. This is obviously a soapbox for me. Of, <laughs> but, but, but you make some wonderful points, Andrew. And I think for listeners, here's, here's, one, here's one of the many super points that you brought out that I heard. And mm-hmm. that was, and I, and I, I want you to explain this in a mm. second, but you write thrillers mm. for a Christian audience. And, and I, and I want to kind of make a distinction. There are two types of Christian writers. One is a, a writer who happens to be believe in Jesus Christ. And then there is the writer who works for the Lord. They actually mm. address a Christian audience 
with a Christian message. And as you said, I mean, the, the gospel is really the story that wraps everything up. So you use mm. thrillers and it just so happens that my four of my first five books, uh, I happened to do a lot of stuff in the horse community and had amazing credentials there. And I wrote books that were 100%. Here's the, here's the trilogy, God, Horses, You, the parallel of relationship, 100% mm. gospel principles. And it, just like you said, mm. it was hope, but it's about mm. the story of who we are in relationship to God. And it isn't the mechanism or the setting of your story. So mm -hmm. if, you, if, if you're a novelist uh, and you don't know how to write thrillers or you don't know a thing about horses, people have done the same thing using baseball as the vehicle mm -hmm. or camping as the vehicle or uh, aviation as the vehicle or travel. So however it is that you've lived your story, because there are so many different people. God has to have different ones to, mm -hmm. to bring the story in a way that will, will, uh, will land, will connect with different people. Cause it, as you said, at the bottom, it's all about our, about hope and it's about emotion. And, and now it's like, and how do you do that with thrillers? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know it's, uh, it, it definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so one of the things I really like about writing thrillers. Now, here's what I will mention. So, yes, I write uh, what is technically considered Christian fiction. Um, it is a Christian, an independent Christian publisher that publishes my books. Um, and there is, there are certain things that I'm going to be doing. Um, because of that, that are more just technical um, in terms of keeping it, keeping it, making it a clean read. Um, you know, uh, not necessarily uh, forcing a Christian message or a Christ, a, a um, theological lesson into the storyline. But uh, I also don't, if the story, if it's presented within, if an opportunity is presented within the storyline, um, obviously there, there's a lot more, there will be a lot more Christian themes, a lot more mentions of Christianity, a lot and Christian characters within the story. Uh, and so, whereas like, if I was a writer who is simply a Christian, I may not feel like I might be, I might write a story that, uh, yes, has Christian characters, but maybe they're not the emphasis on that story, or there may be other things that I'm doing. So those are all the technical aspects of it. Right. Um, but what I find interesting about writing particularly thrillers is I'm very fascinated. I, I, theology fascinates me. And one of the things that I want to do with the stories that I tell is I want there to be deep theology in it. Now, that, that's not necessarily saying that you're going to read a passage um, or read a section of the, of the story that teaches you something theologically. But the I, and again, we're going back to the threads of uh, of uh, this story that God has written, the way that he has revealed himself being in, in, in an intrinsic part of who we are and of our experiences. And so I think uh, that just presenting flaws in humanity, um, presenting evil as it is, um, countering uh, that evil with characters who are good 
or at least who are pursuing after Christ likeness. Um, those are the things that I think uh, are true just in the world and allow me and thrillers are a great way to allow a, a view into that, especially the good versus evil side of uh, of our world, because that is a part of the story as well. Right. Um, so there is a deep theology to that of of the brokenness of humanity, the depravity of humanity uh, and what God is doing to counter that uh, in the world. And so I do it cleanly. <laughs> But I'll give you, uh, just as a, for, for your listeners, I'll give you a little bit of insight into the book I'm currently writing, which is for the first one in this next series, is I'm wanting to really press into some real life issues uh, of depravity that are true in our world. Um, issues like human trafficking and the drug trade and different things that are, are true and are real, that are concerning, that are, um, that uh, are in need of almost those dark parts of our world that need a light shined into them. Uh, and so it takes, it's a balancing act because you don't want to present those dark parts in, a, in ways that are uh, depressing or in ways that are, that uh, uh, you, you, you want to balance the dark and the light out to a point where there is hope, right? There's that continuing theme of hope. Cause I think that's the other difference between um, a Christian who writes uh, versus maybe a non-Christian who writes is that understanding of hope and uh, and being able to say there are dark parts in our world there are there is evil in our world but there's hope there is some there is a light um, that when it shines into that dark place the dark can't swallow that light the light overpowers the darkness and so for me it's very easy or at least it's very fun uh, to do that to almost do it uh, blatantly <laughs> with thrillers, right? Because it's, it's very obvious good versus evil. It's very obvious, uh, you know, stakes uh, on the game uh, or stakes in the game with, uh, you know, maybe a, a villain who um, is acting in his own self-interest uh, and kind of counteracting that with, um, you know, Christian characters who uh, want to stop him or whatever. Um, and so that's kind of a, I, I don't know. I, um, it almost sounds a little lazy even, <laughs> but it's not, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, what, what you made me think of Andrew um, is those things that you say are actually real in our life to date. They are, maybe mm -hmm. we avoid the reporting of them on the news or we don't want to hear about them or we're someone who has been led into working in one mm -hmm. of those specific areas, but what you're writing about sounds to me like here's what people are going to run into. Now, back to the depravity and, and the tension between good and evil that's been there since Genesis 3. Mm -hmm. It is there. It's not going to go away until we get to the end of the story. Mm -hmm. For people who have no idea of how to combat, how to, what are the options? You know, no one knows what they don't know. And so, in, in the storyline, it sounds that you're putting into your new series, does this make sense? That you're putting someone by reading your story into a situation they may actually have to consider in real life. And you're showing, you're giving them breadcrumbs of how it might be handled that they would say, I don't mm -hmm. need to do this because, but you're actually giving them ideas 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the other side of that too, uh, there's obviously the presenting the the issue or presenting the the thing and, and being like, hey, did you even know this? But then uh, one of the other things that I'm, I find fascinating, or at least I find I'm hoping uh, I'm working on and hoping is sort of clear is really also wanting to empathize with people that get caught up in those things um, that, you know, especially someone who may be caught up in uh, human trafficking or something like that, like trying to show an empathetic angle for that person. Um, but then also, and I think this is, is kind of what you're referring to um, for that, for that reader who uh, yeah. Okay. They may be aware of it. Um, my book may shed a little bit more of a light on, on some of that reality. Uh, but I'm looking at ways to even uh, connect them with resources to allow them the reader. Now in the storyline, you know, there will be ways in which these storylines resolve and ways in which these storylines are handled that, that will have fictional elements a part of them. Um, that's just the nature of what, uh, what I'm doing. But I, I definitely want to resource with this new series readers who go, you know, where if I go, Hey, this is actually based on a real story. Uh, this is based on a real thing that happened and it's not good. Um, and it's something that we, that we need to shed light on. Here's how you do it. Um, and so I'm working on companion stuff for this new one, uh, that will, uh, point readers in that direction. Um, and then hopefully the idea would be, yes, I have the resources, but you're kind of compelled to do that because of the story, because of what you read, because of, uh, now you get to, and this is, this is tricky. This is kind of, you know, pie in the sky. Like this would be awesome if everybody, if all the readers kind of felt this, but be a part of this story. Like now it's your turn. Like, yes, my fictional characters did it this way and it was exciting and I made it very fun to read. Uh, but y- there is still a story, even if you are uh, a person who doesn't feel like there's tons of excitement in your life, there's a story you're a part of. There's, there's a grander um, goal in mind. It's that light shining into those dark places. You can do it. You can be a part of it. Um, and so I'm kind of hoping that that's uh, a part of this new series as well. And so, I mean, you kind of said this a little earlier, um, which I think is really, really great is that's how I'm doing it with thrillers to be like, I'm going to use this thriller. It's going to be very mission impossible style. It's going to be very James Bond style. Um, yes, it's got real, real life, uh, influences. Yes. I'm going to be you know, pointing at these real things that are happening and wanting people to get involved and help out and be a part of this grand story. But you could do that across the board um, with anything that you might, uh, that might be your um, interest or your like um, uh, even role or something you've done that you go, hey, I was a doctor for so long. And I've known people like this. I was a doctor for so long. Now I'm writing medical thrillers, you know, or I, uh, you mentioned, you know, doing the horse thing or doing the baseball thing. And I knew somebody who was big into NASCAR. They wrote NASCAR fiction, you know, (laughs) a lady who was, uh, in ballet for so long and her stories all have ballet as a, as a, as an element. And it's just, there is an audience for those things. There is a, uh, and that is a, such a, a cool way to uh, not only tell an engaging story, um, but also continue to, to share in that hope uh, that we all have. And I think you can do that from either direction of I'm a Christian writer 
who just writes versus yes, I am writing specifically to the Christian audience. I think it's, I think the goal can be the same. Well, I, I think you beautifully explained when you were talking about how you presented in a thriller of all things, that your storylines, it, it kind of goes one of two ways in my experience. People know their Bible and then that's already mm. something they're familiar with. And then when they read it, whether it's consciously or not, that correctly written theme confirms what they know to be true in God's word. For mm. other people, it works the, the, the other way. They, they find this theme of how the end does not necessarily justify the means. And they, mm. they have uh, how these roles play out. And then when they're introduced deeper into God's word, Again, there's, there's, whether it's subconscious or conscious, there's still a confirmation there of truth. Mm. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're running out of time and I had so many more things I would <laughs> ask you. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so we, we come to that end, listeners. I just, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have, because here you go. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you're aspiring as a novelist, um, I just want to ask one more question. So we're going to just beg the listeners uh forgiveness here for a couple more minutes. Yeah. How does the reality of being a working novelist compare to what your expectation was, Andrew? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I'm still, I, I like to think that I'm, I'm still new, uh, even though I have, uh, written and, uh, published three novels so far and, and working on three additional novels. Uh, and I'll tell you this, because this, this is going to date this podcast a little bit. Uh, but my first novel came out in the fall of 2019. Uh, my second novel came out uh, March of 2020, uh, which for anyone who uh, maybe remembers this <laughs> was the beginning of a little thing called the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> and then my third book came out uh, in May uh, of 2021, uh, which was, uh, you know, on, on coming up on the tail end of it, but still really kind of in the middle of it. And so I have, uh, I I don't know if I even can begin to figure out how it's different from what I expected, because I did not expect that. (laughs) And I don't think, obviously nobody did. Uh, And so for me, what I would tell you is uh, my experience has been probably right in line with uh, what you would expect, which is, um, you know, the difficulties of, uh, uh, or the, the sort of necessary, uh, closures of some bookstores, um, the difficulties of, of getting books into readers' hands, that, that was a universal, uh, experience over this past year. Um, what I'm thankful for, uh, is that going into that, there was a, a lot of momentum, uh, for my books. And then, hopefully we are going to be recapturing some of that coming out of it, uh, which it does seem to be. And so for me, I, uh, the expectation that I had going into it, um, I I wasn't, I just wasn't really sure what to expect uh, other than the goal of obviously like, Hey, I hope everybody likes this. And so that, that kind of seems to be the case, which is great. I'm finding an audience. (laughs) But, uh, but then trying to navigate uh, just all of these things this past year has thrown um, has been really, really just unique. Um, And I think 
I think it's probably good that I didn't have any real expectations of what it meant to be a working author um, going into it. Uh, but I will say this, and I'll, I'll kind of give two thoughts that, uh, that I really want to get in before I know we have to end. Uh, but uh, it takes a lot of work because I think sometimes people might think, oh, I published the book and now everyone's going to read it. Uh, well, they can't read it if they don't know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the work, yes, writing a book is work uh, and, and it is absolutely a lot of work. Uh, and hard work. Um, the work doesn't stop once the manuscript is done and it's being printed. Uh, probably what I would say is that's when the real work begins, uh, is being an author who um, gets out there, who gets their story out there. Um, and and hopefully this is helpful for, for your listeners as well. Uh, it, you're as much telling people about yourself as you are about your book, uh, because I think people are drawn to uh, there, there's sort of going to be an automatic like, well, I, I read thrillers. So, I mean, I might pick up your thriller. Like, that's what I read. But uh, I almost have to convince them that they're going to have a great time because they met me. And they're like, oh, actually, OK, I'm going to read his book, you know. And so so it, that was the first thing uh, that I think would be really critical is that uh, you're you're as much a part of this pro the author uh, is as much a part of this process of being a working writer as it is just writing and selling. <laughs> and then the second thing I would say, and this is kind of tangential but related to something we were talking about earlier, that is, uh, I think when you're writing, if you're wanting to write a book that is deeply theological um, or deeply uh, or is had, carries these Christian themes that we've been talking about. Um, this is the one thing that I wanted to throw in there about that is, and you kind of, you kind of mentioned it. And I think this is so true. Uh, that means you need to know your Bible. You need to know these, these things, because I think the deeper that you are in the scriptures, in your relationship with Christ, in um, this story that God is telling, the more it's going to naturally come forth from you. And I think that's probably the hardest thing that people have when it comes to, hey, wanting to make things that are Christ honoring, um, whether it's stories or whatever, is how do I do that? How do I do that? And it feel good. It feel natural. It, it not be preachy. I think that's everybody's fear. This is going to come across as preachy. And I honestly do believe it's when you are deep in that story, it will come out. It will be natural. It will feel a part of that story. Um, and so, um, yeah, hey, there you go. Here's how to tie it into that question. <laughs> working author, like do, doing the job, you know, not just working, realizing it's not just taking, uh, uh, writing the book. It's also doing the hard work of, of selling it, selling yourself. But man, making the Lord, making the scriptures, as much a part of your training, your learning, your craft, as anything else that you do. Um, and it's going to infuse the work that you do, and it's going to be honoring to God and honoring to Jesus Christ. Andrew, I think that's a fabulous point. And I want to add one thing to that. No, yes, absolutely. Unless if you are going to be that kind of Christian writer who writes for a Christian audience and you write because you're called to do it, or this is what God has challenged you to do. And it's part of his vision and plan for you because there is one. 
Mm. You have to stay in that. And I know that some people would say, well, Andrew, so how do you write a thriller? So what I'm just going to say, folks, is this. Increase your book buying budget. If you're Mm going to do, if you're going to be working on a project, increase the amount of time you spend in the word. As Andrew just tell you, that was a fabulous point. And the second thing is, he, he can't tell you how to do it. You have to read it. Mm-hmm. Read the things that you're emulating. Read the, you know, read how it's done. You have to experience it as a reader before you can actually write to the readers. That's so, right. Bye. If you want to do thrillers, get Andrew <laughs> and see how he does it because he does it well. Andrew, thank you so much. Where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, so I, my author website, andrewhoofbooks.com, uh, has all the info on my current series. Uh, I also am on all the social media platforms, uh, facebook.com slash huffwrites. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm doing some stuff on even on YouTube. Um, if you Google me, you can find me. Uh, and so, uh, but andrewhuffbooks.com is a great place to start. Uh, and that's where you can get all the info on my current books and, and order them and order all three. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and series are important because if the more you write, the more people are going to buy your backlist titles as well. So thank mm-hmm. you, Andrew, for being with us today. I just, I so appreciate what you shared with the audience. So, all right, if you're out there listeners and you are either, you've got a novel or you want to write a novel, you might want to listen to this again, but read more, not only in God's word, mm-hmm. but also what it is you're trying to write. So Andrew, thank That's you great. so much. Thank you, Lynn. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in this episode, you can head over to our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash huff. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.